Wait a second. Down. Hunt, hunt, hunt. Playoffs? We talking playoffs or what? We'll talk about playoffs. Talking playoffs or what? <laughs> you kidding me? Playoffs? Hey, everybody. Welcome to back to Gridiron Japan. And this is a two-parter this week. We just uh, wrapped up an interview with uh, Toshiki Sato with the Toronto Argonauts. And for the second part of this, we are going to be looking at our picks for the upcoming Super Week and uh, kicking around our, our predictions and our thoughts. And dare I say, we even talk playoffs. <laughs> John, BJ, what do you think? Playoffs are going to be interesting. I mean... John, right? You had your whole. You said you had your whole prediction down to the exact. You yep. got everything right, and I'm still on track. It's still on track. It's going to finish exactly the way I thought. But um, I, I'll wait till the season's over to boast about that and make sure I share it. With, you know. <laughs> Obik, Obik had a threw in a tie with Elecom to just kind of like, you know, put a little bit of a spice into it. But I don't think. Yeah. That's, so we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll get to that. Yeah. So let. Let's talk about the okay. So we'll talk about the 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 season coming up here in a second. But let's talk about the playoff format because yeah. the X League changed their playoff format mm-hmm. this year to a round robin. And I'm yeah. going to be honest with you. I looked at it and I'm like, okay, I've never seen that. I can never recall a round robin tournament in football. Seen them in baseball, but am I not? What am I missing here? What's how how is the X League doing it this year? So, uh, what it did was it split. So, up to last year, for the last few years, you just had an eight-team top division, and it was basically a league format with um, the top right. four going into the semifinals. I think the year before, they just uh, two teams, they went straight. Because of COVID, they, they cut it yeah. down. Basically, what they were doing was an eight-team top division with the top four, one versus four and two versus three in the semifinals. So what they've done this year is they brought up four teams from the second tier. They've made a 12-team top division, but because the X-League generally doesn't play a lot of regular season games, normally about six or seven, what they've actually done this year is split the 12-team top division into two conferences or two groups. Mm-hmm. and the teams just play five regular season games against the other five teams in their group. So the two six-team groups, you play the five in your group, and then uh, we have a playoff system, which is a knockout from a quarterfinals on. So basically six teams in each group will go into the playoffs, and they'll be seeded uh, for the quarterfinals. And so basically the top team in Division A will face the fourth team in Division B and vice versa. And then it goes two in A will face three in B and then like that. So basically the regular season kind of gives you playoff seedings. The bottom four teams in the top division will then play off uh, the number five team in A plays the number six team in B and vice versa. The losers of those two games then play off against the top two teams in the second division for... Uh, promote the playoff to yeah. decide who's in the super next year. Mm-hmm. So um, that's basically the way they're working it. So what okay. that means is we have a shorter regular season. Uh, we don't have a lot of the top teams facing each other like we would have had last year. Uh, most of the games are pretty predictable uh, and have 
kind of followed like even if the scores are not like the, the wins and losses are more or less viewable from the start um but yeah we have three games down two to go and basically now it's just a matter of uh the top, top teams are already yeah. kind of in already have done enough seeding, so, yeah, yeah right. seedings and a few probably the bottom half of each group is just kind of seeing who can actually get into the playoffs and who can avoid yeah. uh did they did they explain why they went to this type of playoff format? I don't know if they actually give a reason for it. Generally, when they well, they just they just added more teams, which kind of shortened because essentially, right, what John was saying, we had you had eight teams, you had seven regular season games, you had two playoff games. Well, up until last year, right, you had the the semifinals, then you would have what was the old JXB and then you had the Rice Bowl. But last year was the first time where it was the JXB became the Rice Bowl. Yeah. So essentially over the last couple of years, we've lost, the players have lost about three, four games because the regular season got shortened by two. Hmm. I mean, the playoff got added one, but essentially still you're, you're losing two games, two to three games because now there's no Rice Bowl anymore. Which, which I think is a good thing, you know, like playing right. against the college kids. For them, it's exciting and stuff. But at the same time, just, you know, over the years, it, it hasn't even been close. And just, um, I think, like, when I first got here, it was close. But now just the physical differences have come yeah. to take shape. And, like, now it's not even – it's just not safe for them. But I think for the – Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, in, is yeah. it, did injuries play a part in that decision? That, yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. Oh yeah. Sure. yeah. But I think you know, for the players who are playing in the X League, in terms of damage to their body, having a five-game season, it's you know, every every other league, amateur, semi-pro league in the world, yeah. you know, has between twelve and eighteen games or something like that. So you're playing every week. The X League, it's a five-game regular season where you play every two weeks. So that's a nice. That's a nice thing, especially for the Americans who come in. You know, it's really comfortable. You can get your body right. You got two weeks to recover, to study. Oh, yeah. You know, I you think got... I played for 10 years. And that's what I mean. Yeah. It, it helps with the longevity <laughs> for sure. You know, like I, I got broken. I've broken bones. That's about as much as, like, I'm very lucky, but like broken bones was all, there, and all I walked away with, you know, in 10 years. So, so it's, yeah. it's definitely a reason that a lot of players want to come and play here because unless you're playing for the professional leagues, the NFL or CFL, the X League is is not only for standard to play, but just like the you know salary is better, the the amount of games that you have to play is less. You know, so there's a lot of teams as well. You don't have to do any extra outside work. You're you're kind of a basically a professional on an amateur team. So right, it's, it's nice, but actually. That also, even though we have a lot of mismatches, every game counts. When you oh, have, yeah. Yeah, when you right. Five-game yeah. season, every game absolutely well, counts, you know? Right, and we're we're talking about the playoffs, right? You you go mm -hmm. back, right? You don't know. We talked about seeding, right? So, mm -hmm. Elecom and Obik tied. Yeah. And I think at, what's going to happen, right, is point differential, right? Victories. Right. So, you know, yeah. I mean, last week or two weeks ago, Obik, by one touchdown, right? Seven points to to Tokyo Gas. So if Elecom can beat Tokyo Gas by more than seven points, then they might, you know, jump Obik and Yeah. Then your right. then your whole prediction gets thrown out the window. <laughs> right. We're, we're well, all... well that gets me 
we're a long way from me being wrong yet, so we'll see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that gets me into the first game then. So let's talk about Elecon versus Fujitsu. Mm -hmm. uh, predictions? I'll leave that one to BJ to start. I think, <laughs> you know, Fujitsu kind of struggled early on defensively against the challengers. Um, chalk it up to rain. I don't know. Chalk it up to something. But I think, I think they had a wake-up call. I think they realized that they can't, the defense can't come out starting slow like that. Um, they picked it up towards the end in the second half. You know, they, they really shut down the challengers after that. This game, I have them winning 49 to 14. Um, it could be more, but I think with the matchup to Elecom, I think what Elecom is going to try and do is they're, they're going to try and force it. They're going to try and, you know, Pendel, I think, is going to try and force it too much. And, you know, a lot of his passes this year, some of them have been dicey. Some of them have been, you know, like, oh, like, you know, he's trying to force it in there and make a play. And I and I get it. I get, you know, he's trying to make a play and things like that. But against Fujitsu and that secondary, a lot, I, you know, a lot of those passes are going to get picked off if he tries to force those in there. You know, um, he has his number one guy, Devin Phelps, who Fujitsu is probably going to match up Adiyami on him. And we're going to see what that matchup looks like. You know, Adiyami is the longtime vet who, you know, he – completely shut down Rojo last week. And, you know, and I just think this game isn't, I think it's going to get away from them fast. I think Fujitsu really is going to want to establish the run game. Um, and so I see this one going 49 to 14 for Fujitsu. Mm. So Fujitsu, like you said last week, they didn't look like their absolutely imperious self. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, it's funny because uh, what was the final score in that game last week? Uh, let me just pull it up here. So there was obviously there was rain and it was like the conditions are terrible mm -hmm. down in, in Osaka, you know. So they won 40 to 7. So yeah, but it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. A 33 point win. And people are talking about them looking shaky. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's the standard we're talking about. You know, when, you, mm -hmm. when you're talking about like basically in a thunderstorm and you win by 33 points and people are like, oh, they didn't look so great there. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's well, like I, think, I think just on, def on defense for me, watching them on defense, they kind of seem early on, they didn't really come out the gates how they I thought they would. So yeah. it kind of took them a while to wake up. So defensively, and I think that's kind of what it trickled to the offense, right? Just not being able to get their rhythm going and with the rain and not being able to be on the field. So, but just having them look, yeah, look, look yeah, win by 30 something. Bit, like at 95% yeah. give an opportunity yeah. as well to, to change the power rankings a bit. But you know, <laughs> there, I, I feel the same as you do, BJ, about this game. I have Fujitsu winning 46 10. So, yeah, a point. So I was like three points less for Fujitsu and four points mm -hmm. less for Elecom. So we're, we're very similar in the gap that we see between these two teams. So 46-10 for me, I don't... Elecom are, have some, you know, good players, good things, but Fujitsu are still on a, on a different level completely, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, just to me looking, I just kind of to echo what you guys said. Um, for me, with the game with Fujitsu, I see them... My prediction is 45-7. to seven. I mean, you know, perhaps the way... You know, who knows, though? I mean, again, do we know uh, what the weather is going to be like? But then again, it's Fujitsu. Weather doesn't matter, apparently. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> it's, what is the weather going to be like this weekend? So I think it's 
it's going to be okay. It's nice, sunny today in Tokyo. Well, even if it even if it's raining, that'll go against. That'll be a, that'll be worse for Elecom, I think, more than Fujitsu. Right. Cloudy this weekend. So, no rain. So. So in the next in the next game, we got all Mitsubishi versus Panasonic mm. at uh, um, at Field at Field Expo. Um, John, what's your take? Uh, for this one. 56-6 to Panasonic. Lions have, you know, they've shown some good things against some teams this year. Their John Gibbs Jr., their quarterback, has been impressive. I think he's second in rushing. For the, you know, quarterback is second in rushing in the in the X League. Going against the number one guy. <clears throat> yeah, but you know, Panasonic, like Fujitsu, they're a step above their everybody else. I think they've been starting to click more on offense. Uh, they can score at will. Their defense as well is stacked. They're, you know, it's it's Panasonic and Fujitsu. I think they're these other teams. It's damage limitation, but I I don't see this going any other way than a, a big blowout for for the powerhouse from Osaka. So fifty six six. That's what I have. Panasonic winning this one. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like similar to me, you know, Panasonic. They look they look damn good last game. You know, they blew out. I mean, they shut out Asahi Beer. Like, yeah, Jimmy didn't play. And mm. I honestly don't think it probably would have made a difference the way that game was going. Um, I mean, they had their, what, third string running back. Um, keep forgetting his name, 42. The kid who looks like freaking Derrick Henry just running through everybody. You know exactly what touchdown I'm talking about. They had the end zone clip, and I counted. He had seven missed tackles on that play. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was like this, and like it, it wasn't like terrible miss tackles, and it wasn't like it slowed him down either. Like he just kept running, and just guys were like, grab on, fall off, grab on, fall off, and I'm just like, holy crap, this is their like second, third string running back, like Bo Jackson you know? Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it looked, it was an insane clip, and Panasonic had it rolling. They had the run game, they had the long passes, and things like that. Their their defense started the season hot and have just looked better and you know yeah the lions they have you know john gibbs and stuff he's he's doing really good this year but especially going down there in osaka to play panasonic is tough is tough it's it's tough because you know you're not in your bed you're not sleeping your whole team is traveling down there some guys might be traveling the day of the game and things like that so so all those factors come into play um I'm gonna be a little bit more generous than John. I think I think Pana pulls their their starters early, which might give the Lions a little bit more points. But I see this one going 56 to 14 for Panasonic. I think Panasonic will pull off the gas a lot quicker, um, just given that they're probably gonna go up against IBM the following game. So I think they're just gonna try and get out of there healthy, get out of there as quick and healthy as they can. Okay, I'm looking at 50 to 14. I'm going to be generous. <laughs> I want to be generous. <laughs> so the next I, game yeah. we have, and this mm. this one might be a pretty close game, just the way both teams have been playing. So we got Deers versus Nojima. BJ, what do you think? Yeah, so I mean, oh, I was the only one that was wrong last week on this on the rise winning. <laughs> you know, it was it was IBM's defense who came up with the stop. And you know the rise, they look 
they're like a wave this year, man. Sometimes they're up, sometimes they're down. And I think this one though, they're gonna they're gonna come back, they're gonna rebound. Um, you know, the Deers had a great, I think, emotional win last week, right? And I just think this week, I think that the rise defense is gonna take it personal. Um I think they're gonna step up and they they've been playing really good. Uh they're their young new DN, um, how you say his last name? Cap, Capas, Caps. I just Caps. Yeah, that kid. I, I, I love watching him play. I'm serious. I said that you know when we talked with Tim and stuff like that. But that kid flies off the ball. Um, I see this one the rise. I think it'll be closer though. Like it won't be. I, I, I say rise thirty one twenty one. I think the Deers do put up a fight, but I think this this time around, I think the Rise defense is going to take what happened last week personal and kind of step up. You know, it's funny. I When I did my picks before I saw any of your guys' picks, and uh, it's funny how similar we think on, on a lot of these. I have exactly the same score for this game. <laughs> I have 21-31, Rise defeating the Deers. So... Uh, I I feel like the Deers are kind of they're growing into the season, you mm-hmm. know. They're they're getting better as the weeks go on. They're definitely getting more used to each other. They're clicking a little bit better. I can and you know with with their veterans that they have with Kato and you know with Maida and those guys. I mean they can score. They know how to score. They've always known how to do that, especially late in games. But yeah, Nojima, you know Nojima. I, I think they just have so much talent, you know, at the skill positions on offense. Like, it's it's hard to see them not score 31 points. Like, even though Deers have a fairly decent defense, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have Yoshimoto, you have Yagi, you have, you know, Kurt is there. They have Derek in the backfields. Like, it's just they have... They have a lot of weapons, so it's it's kind of hard. Even though Deers are good defensively, I still think Nojimi are worth 10 points more. So I, I'm with you, BJ, 31-21. That's why I'm going there. And I'm agreeing with you guys with Nojima, though. I think the score is going to be closer. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be decided by a field goal. So I'll say 24-21. Mm. 24-21. Okay. That's who? the Jimmy the, the Greek in me thinking. You got the rise winning or the Deers? Oh, no, I was going rise. Okay. And for the Sunday games, we've got the – in the early games, we've got both Asahi teams playing basically what I consider the, some of the top-tier teams. you got IBM and OBIC. Uh, well, top teams, but right – not quite towards the top like the other, you know, Panasonic and Fujitsu, but, um, you know, long time – you know, teams that have been in the, in the X League forever. Um, starting off with the IBM, uh, the Asahi beer game, um, BJ, what do you think? So this one's going to be interesting. I think, I think IBM's going to run away with it at some point. I think it'll be close in the, maybe about the first quarter. Um, you know, last week, you know, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy didn't play. I, I have no idea why we don't, you know, he seemed on the fine on the sideline, but we'll see if he plays this game. Um, but IBM looks like they have it clicking, you know, they, they played a really tough rise defense and they put up the points on them and silver stars defense, you know, they they didn't look too good 
you know, um, I think they'll get some stops early and things like that. But I think at some point, you know, that that IBM offense is going to come alive. You know, I think they're starting to put the ball in Jarrell Presley's hands and you see what that guy can do once he gets it. You know, John was probably jealous that that cameraman got a got yeah. that shot. <laughs> No, um, I was just sitting there. I was watching it live going, he's got the wrong lens. Twitch, yeah. Twitch buddy. <laughs> and um, he, he put it up on, on Twitter. Like, so actually, oh, yeah, that was an awesome who, shot. Yeah. For those who didn't see it, Jarrell Presley, who's IBM's new running back, is, I think he's been on what, like almost every NFL team, or he's been on like a whole bunch of NFL teams. Four or five, yeah. Yeah, at least. At least. But uh, he got a touchdown. He kept running through the end zone and he went right up into the lens of the cameraman and uh, I'm gonna give him bonus points for not hitting the lens oh no he he did he made contact with it I think oh he did he it looked like I don't know he went as close as you could possibly go without making contact but I think that photographer is like he he knows him but Mm -hmm. uh, so but I was looking he had the lens of 70 to 200 it looked like which is one that you would use like for medium distance so Mm -hmm. you know you know it's going to be out of focus with once he gets within like a, a meter or two of the camera so what, but he has the other one with the lens that you need, the wide angle lens, like on his side. And like, that's one of the things as a sports photographer, someone who's worked on, on the World Cup and stuff quick, like that. Quick on the draw. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta switch. Like you see these, the guy who won all the awards at the, the soccer World Cup, he just quickly grabs it and starts shooting with the wide angle. So, but uh, he put up the photos, the series of photos. Oh yeah, I saw it. Like, it's, and then it somebody actually, had the, somebody had the way, side angle too. Yeah, yeah. In a way it actually looks better. Because it's so blurred, it almost looks like a horror movie. Like somebody's coming, yeah. you know, and then it's like the entire <laughs> like the old Texas Chainsaw right? Massacre scene. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, IBM, I mean, even their defense, you know, their defense, they stopped that rise. You know, the rise, you know, they were they were rolling in that game prior, right? And I think IBM is just going to find it all clicking, especially them probably trying to put the pieces together before they – before they come to Panasonic. So I see this on 42 to 20 in favor of IBM. Yeah, I'm with you on the result, but I think it it, it depends really, you know, whether, you know, Ryan and, and Jimmy, you know, those guys play like that's, that was, you know, when they're not on the field, you can see, I mean, obviously Panasonic blew out Silverstar. They probably would be expected to win easily regardless, but mm-hmm. um, Silverstar are a different team without their American American singular on offense and defense. Like they, they've wanted the two guys this year, but um, Jimmy's been around. Jimmy's played for Obik. He's played for the rise, you know? So he like not having him there makes a big difference. I'm, I'm going to assume that he is playing. Uh, although we don't know, obviously they don't have injury reports that so they don't release that <sighs> kind of information, you know? So we're, we're just guessing here, but if, if their full team is playing, I see it a little bit like the Nojima Deers game. I see it like about a 10 point difference between them. IBM, Yoshito Omi, their their big wide receiver, was asking, are they big three? You know? Uh, yeah. You know, he's asking that. But um, with Obik's fall, are IBM are definitely in the top three teams for sure. But I still don't think they're on the same level as Fujitsu or Panasonic are right now. They're improving though. Like Deers, I, I think they're getting better as the season is going on. And obviously, Jarrell, as he's acclimatizing to Japanese football and what it needs, like he's showing up more and more. So uh, very similar feelings to this, to the Deers-Rise game. I think 
Silver Star can score a lot of points. They can do well. But IBM can score more points and they're better. So 27-17 is what I've got on this one. Okay. I'm going to go 35-7 to IBM. Oh. All right. Right. And we've got the next one. we got Obik versus uh, Asahi Soft Drinks. Oh. Uh, so yeah. I, I'll take this one quickly. I'm yeah. Obik are... Obviously not doing well this season. Challengers, I thought, did really well. I thought they were much closer to Fujitsu than the score suggested. I was very impressed with how they played last week. Um, so a scoreline that I couldn't even have imagined saying last year, I'm going Obik by four over Challengers. 17-13 win. Ooh. Mm. Which for me is feels like a defeat for Obik if you're only picking them by four points over Challengers. Oh, Yeah. I mean, shoot, we'll just jump to mine. I mean, mine is going to come down to the factors of their off. I don't think, yeah, I don't know. They changed offensive coordinators before the Tokyo gas game, and that didn't really seem to help. You know, I don't know if it was worse or better. I don't know. We'll see. And so the biggest reason why I think my score, where I came up with my prediction, is I think Ovik's offense is going to struggle so much that the defense is going to be on the field for too long. And it'll give too much opportunities to the challengers. Another factor is just from the social media and everything I'm seeing um, last week, you know, up until like a couple of days ago, Obik was, everything was about the Fujitsu game. Everything was about, you know, uh, November 6th and we're playing in the Yokohama stadium and things like that. I got the challengers winning 24 to 14. Wow. (laughs) That's our headline. And I mean, this, it, it, it's 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 a lot of factors, right? It's down there in Osaka, you know. How focused are they going to be? Uh, is that, how much does that offense change? I mean, Tokyo Gas gave them the business last, you know, last game, and I was I was sitting in the stands, and like, you know, like yeah, I'm probably this team. Like I said, right? This is my former team and things like that. But like, I, there was just. I don't know. And just to watch, just to watch it all. I, I, I don't feel like, I feel like they're going to peek over the shoulders a little too much and the challengers are going to catch them off guard. So BJBG slams Obik's D. There's the head. There's the headline, man. <laughs> That's the tabloid. For me, I'm going to go, I'm going to pick Obik, but it's going to be close. I'm thinking, you know, 24, 21, but uh, you know, it, that's, you know, that's just I, insane. I, it's insane that we're just even thinking that. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't feel happy thinking the way I'm thinking. But I'm just being honest with what I'm seeing. Right. I'm the same as you, man. I, I, I looked at everything and then I put in the prediction and then I'm looking at it going, that can't be right. That can't be right. I can't be picking Obik to win by four against challengers. So I went back and looked at it again. It's like every way you look it up, you just you can't see a way that this current team, the way they've been performing, are you know, going to do what they would normally do, which would be... Yeah. I mean, the fact that, you know what I mean, we... Like, what did we talk about the week prior, right? Like, we're saying that Obik isn't even going to score 14 points or just 14 points. Like, that's what we're maxing them out at. So just, yeah. like, to, to say that, right? And, I mean, we'll see. You know, they're either going to answer the call or... Yeah. I don't know. We'll yeah. see what happens. Well, we've got six minutes left on this... And we got, oh, we got six minutes, game. so real awesome. quickly, uh, are the Suns going to pull out a win this week? You know, for me, I think, in a way, this is kind of the game of the week. 
Um, there's so mm. much at stake. We talk about the the playoff seedings. So um, for so, for either of these teams, a loss basically condemns them into that like relegation playoff mm-hmm. uh, whole system. So a win is necessary to have any chance of getting into the the actual playoffs. Um, yeah, it's really like I I picked creators to win this. I thought Suns would go uh, winless over the season earlier on, but actually I've changed my mind. It's re- it's really close, but I'm gonna go for Suns twenty one twenty. I just feel like Suns at times they can really just impress you. I mean they're they're like BJ said earlier for another team that they're a bit up and down. You know you never really know, but I don't know. I just have a feeling they'll come out for this one. So I, I'm picking them by a one-point win over creators. Mm. BJ? I'm kind of, mm. So, I mean, I just, I'm just i going based off of what the, the Suns, I mean, I have, so I have Tokyo Gas 28, Suns 17. Um, I just think that the Gas, their defense played so good last week. I think they're just going to, you know, ride that wave. Um you know, offensively, they were missing their quarterback against Obit. That was the crazy thing, right? They, they didn't have their quarterback, Reese, or their receiver, Conovai. And I think those two guys are going to be back this game. Um, and I think that will be the separation that kind of opens that gap up and gives that 11-point difference. And, I mean, the Suns, you know, they're going to they're gonna stay in it because, obviously, right, they're probably looking at this one like this is the one we can win and they don't want to go down to the area and things like that. Just offensively, all I ever see them do is just chuck it down the field as much as they can. And, you know, if Tokyo Gas watches their film, they'll be sitting on that and they should be playing. They should play lights out like they did against Obit. All right. Cool. And for me, I'm going to pick uh, Tokyo winning 17 uh, to 7 over the Sun. So, and uh, with that, those are our predictions for the upcoming week. Listen, everybody who has tuned in, this is our second show. We're going to have two shows this week. This obviously is the second one. Thank you very very much uh, for everybody for tuning in. And we will be talking to you again next week. Take care.